Hey everyone! Welcome back to Tell Me Sis podcast with your two favorite sisters, Alex and Kyla. <laughs> we are here today with an episode all about social media, but mainly about brand trips, brand experiences, meeting other influencers, funny stories, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really funny and juicy. Yeah, I made a little list on my phone of the things that I want to talk about just so it's a bit more organized. And before we get into it, I just want to quickly say, because I saw this comment on our YouTube, that these mics, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, these mics actually aren't connected to the camera. These are for the audio, so for the actual podcast. Because someone was like, I see you're holding mics, but the audio isn't like super crisp. Okay. But it's because these mics aren't, like they're literally like attached to a soundboard for the podcast version. So for those of you that are listening... The audio is a lot more crisp than the camera because the camera just also picks up like any static or whatever. We don't have like the most expensive equipment because it's thousands of dollars and we just don't have the money to invest in that right now. So we're going to just jump right into it. So brand trips. This was something that we touched on in a previous episode, but I think it'd be fun to go into more detail. So the first thing I wrote down were our What are the point of brand trips? Okay, well, the point of brand trips is to promote the brand that's basically flying you out to whatever location or destination Mm -hmm. that you're going to. And the influencers are basically required to showcase the brand on their stories, in feed posts, maybe some TikToks, maybe a YouTube video. And they basically tell you, like, you have to tag us, use these specific, specific hashtags, Um, It's basically just marketing for the brand and then on top of it, it's just good networking for all of these influencers as well. Yeah, it's it's kind of a two-in-one deal. It's definitely to raise brand awareness, but also like you said, Kai, like for influencers to be able to A, network and also get content for their own personal feeds and it's fun, but I think now with brand trips, I'm not seeing them as often as I did like four years ago, let's say. Yeah. I think brands are trying to figure out proper ways to do things because nowadays when you see a brand trip, it's almost like the feedback isn't super positive. Yeah. It it also changes so quickly. Like yeah. back in the day, I think it was Revolve was like the big, the first big brand, at least that I realized that takes a bunch of big influencers and travels around the world and they promote all the revolve brands yeah um and everyone was loving it but then with time i guess like people start like the audience starts to realize like maybe it's not as authentic as they thought it was it's all fake should they trust these brands people started to get a little bit skeptical so there was a lot of backlash so maybe that's why brands don't do it necessarily as much yeah it's it's a tough situation to be in because from a brand's perspective like being able to do something like this is really fun because you get to connect with the followers like through the influencers and because people that are influencers typically their following is like it's genuine right yeah you follow someone because you like them you feel like you could be their friend and so if they're doing something that's exciting usually people are excited about it as well yeah So I I understand, like, the whole point of them. I just think there's a tasteful way to do things. Like, for example, the one that I recently went on with La Roche-Posay in um, France, 
that one was more of like an educational brand trip. Like we really learned about what the brand does. We went literally where they make all their products, how they're helping their cancer patients. We had a whole conference about it. Like it was different than any other brand trip I had ever been on that was just like take pictures and look cute. You know what I mean? Like this was not like that at all. And I think that that sort of brand trip is really important. I actually did one with Lush years ago. We went to the factory in, um, I think it was Vancouver, and we saw how they made all the products. We actually went in and made some ourselves and like learned about all the ingredients. And to me, that is really an amazing trip because you're learning. Like, you actually feel a lot more connected to the brand as well exactly. when you're really behind the scenes being mm-hmm. hands-on as opposed to just getting some free products and having to take pictures, look cute and stuff like But then there's also different kinds of trips as well, like... There are trips that my friends and I would go on, like they're kind of brand trips. Like it's not a brand that would fly us out. It was a trip that we planned ourselves um, and usually would like put our own money into with things. But then we would get some kind of brand to either sponsor some posts or whatever so that like we could have a lot more outfits for when we were on this trip. Exactly. And then you kind of like if they're paying you, it kind of covers the cost of everything that you paid for. And But I find trips like that a lot more fun. Well, yeah, you get to do your own itinerary. You actually get to create the content that you want to create. And like in our experience, and you've been on these trips with me too, it's like you're actually promoting the place that you're traveling to. And you're saying like what you could do there versus just being on a yacht in like, you know, the, on meta- the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, you know, something like that. That's not super attainable for like the mo- like the average person. So I think, like, as fun as it is to do those luxurious trips, like, once in a while, it's really fun. Like, I don't know anyone that would say no to that if they were offered that. But it's, like, you need to have a good balance. Because if you're only doing things where you're flying on private jets, going on yachts, and doing the most luxurious thing, unless that's your niche and that's why people are following you, you might lose touch with your audience. It's not as long-term. Yeah. But that depends, right? Because there's people that just, like, want to see that. So it depends, you know? But... Anyways, that's like basically what a brand trip is. And then the next thing I wrote is what is our favorite one? I've been on a lot of trips like with you and like friends and stuff that we've like organized ourselves. I've been on like, I think I could count on one hand how many brand trips I've actually been on. I really enjoyed going to Spain, like Barcelona and Madrid. Was that a brand trip for you? It was a brand trip. I brought uh, one of our mutual friends. Okay. And I got to meet a bunch of really amazing influencers from all over the world and to this day like I keep in contact with some of them on Instagram and I really felt like I made some true friendship connections on that trip and it was just a few days but it was the first brand deal or brand trip that was offered to me that wasn't like through you as well okay so like I was invited from this brand by this brand and they were like you could bring a plus one if you would like and I was like oh okay and like I I think I had asked you and you couldn't come and then so it I, was right before my wedding yeah and then so I ended up asking one of our mutual friends and it was a lot of fun um so I really liked that trip it was Barcelona and Madrid that we went to was it Barcelona no I think it might have just been Barcelona I'm confusing that with the Spain trip we did together did you like the one we went to St. Bart's and St. Martin um I did I really liked everyone that we met for the most part there was one person that I think we both agreed we didn't really love that much i don't remember um but i was in a really bad headspace during that trip okay so kind of ruined yeah the whole vibe of the trip exactly but but 
the locations we went to were beautiful. All the people there were like 10 on 10, the nicest mm-hmm. people. Um, and like people that you wouldn't really expect to be so down to earth and funny. Like you see their social media, they're huge influencers and they're very like through their photos and videos, like you would think that maybe they'd be a little bit stuck up, but then you meet them in person and they're like the nicest people ever. Um, but yeah, I was just in a really bad headspace during that time. So it kind of like, I wasn't able to appreciate right everything as much. I think for myself, I mean, like I said, I really liked this most recent brand trip that I went on because I learned so much about the company. Um, so I think that's probably really high up there for me. But I don't know, like, it's so hard because I've traveled so much for like, quote unquote, work, but it wasn't brand trips because they were like I said, they were kind of we paid for a lot of things ourselves and we did what we wanted to do. So I think as just a brand trip, either one of the years of Coachella, like at the beginning, because it was so different and new and exciting and the vibe was completely different than it is now or the France one. Okay, the next one is meeting famous influencers and or celebrities and the stories behind them. So what's the tea? Um, There's one trip that I can remember. I'm not going to like give any details, but we were on this trip together and there was this couple there. And the one of the people in this couple was just so rude and disrespectful, not just to his partner, but like to everyone else and the brand he was also for lack of a better word a complete doorknob like (laughs) he he found out we were canadian and he was like so do you guys like have tvs in canada i remember him asking that and he would never wear shoes yeah it's just well whatever like do we want like if you don't want to wear shoes that's fine like maybe it's where you it was a little bit obnoxious though like we were being taken to nice restaurants and he like refused to put on shoes like he was walking around barefoot yeah it was kind of weird also like he just didn't i don't know for myself and like my sister too is like this if we're going we're invited somewhere right we want to be professional we want to be really nice we want to put on a good face not just for like, I don't know, because it's fake, but because we're like trying to be nice people and trying yeah, to be Yeah, we're also respectful. just raised to be like respectful. Yeah. People. So when we're in situations where people are not like that, it always takes me by surprise because I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you acting this way? Like, I just think in my head, I'm, like, I'm like, what like, are, are you doing? Yeah, But if I, they're doing it in the first place, obviously they're not embarrassed. No. And I mean, maybe because they're so big on social media, like... I don't know, there was another time I was on this trip and there was this, like, really, really popular influencer and she refused to, like, do anything with the rest of the group. She, like, didn't even want to pick up her stuff. Like, she would get, she had an assistant there. She'd get her assistant to do everything. She was such a diva and I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, how are you okay acting that way in front of people? There's been a few influencers I've met and it was just being around them completely made me... I was like, okay, I understand where the stereotype is coming from of, like, influencers being stuck up and rude. Yeah. And, like, stupid. All that to say, we have met really, really nice, smart people. Like, it's that's not the majority. It always, it always takes me by surprise because the influencers I've met who seem so nice online, a lot of them are, like, terrible in person. Like, their online persona is 
not the real them. Yeah. And then people who could come across as more stuck up on social media are the nicest, most down-to-earth people. It's it's actually, like, it kind of throws me off a little bit. But then there's also, like, influencers who seem really nice on social media and, like, it's their real personality in person. Yeah, I think it's just... It's not very common to have someone that's super fake. Like in my experience, I haven't met as many people. Um, when it comes to celebrities, it really depends on the situation that you're in. And like, I think that's why when you're doing these brand ships and there are other influencers there, you get to see it almost like firsthand because you're not just doing like one, let's say meet and greet or one moment that you're meeting this person. Like you're actually staying on vacation with this person. So you're getting to know them. It's not like, they're, oh, they're having a bad day. So like, it's an excuse. Like, no, these people were really rude. Whereas sometimes you can meet a celebrity. Like, I know a lot of people give Justin Bieber a lot of hate for things. And it's like, you know, maybe he's just really fed up of having people come up to him 24-7. Or, like, maybe he's just having a bad day or whatever. You know, I'm not making an excuse for people acting rude. I just think that sometimes there's, like, more reasons as to why someone could be the way that they are versus... Spending a few days with the person with and the person seeing and getting to know them and seeing how they act towards like people that work in the service industry. Yes. You know, like people that are, let's say it's a private chef or just a waiter and how they act towards them. That to me is like it shows a lot, you know. Yeah. OK, so any funny memories? Hmm. We have a lot of funny memories. Yeah, when you're getting like... attacked by birds in Spain. Oh, my. Every time I go to Spain, it also happened that brand trip that I went on. Like, Why do they there. love you there? I don't know. But every time I'm in Barcelona, first of all, these birds are huge. They're like on steroids. <laughs> the seagulls there are huge. And I always get attacked. Like they come for my hair. I don't know why. They probably think it's like a bird's nest or something. I think we have it even on like one of the vlogs. There's yes, like birds attacking your head. Vlog. It's yes. really funny. I actually watched that video not too long ago and I was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of funny memories. I know like um, that when we went to the red light district in Amsterdam, that was so funny. Like we went to the sex show, guys. Yeah. We went to like also <laughs> we went to like the one of the raunchiest sex shows. I know. There was like one moment I remember where I forget like what happened, what the person did. And like you and Tess just start screaming because you're like, ah! I know what happened, but I can I talk about it? Mm, maybe not. I don't want to get like banned okay. off of like any platform. Anyways, that we're on. if you know what goes on at these sex shows at the red in the red light district in Amsterdam, like they do some really funny things. Yeah, and I was crying of laughter. That was like honestly such it's a like, fun moment. It's more like comical than sexy. Like they kind of like make it into like. It's a show. Fun games and like, yeah. well, the one that we went to where it was kind of like an auditorium, mm-hmm. that was funny. And then we went to one that was almost like in like an underground dungeon. Yeah, there's definitely like, I'm sure if we had gone back to every single trip and made a list, we can think of like one or two really funny moments. And like a lot of my favorite memories are us just like hanging out, getting food, laughing, talking about funny stories. Like, there's just so many moments where it's just like you're with your best friends just either getting drunk or talking about funny things and it's just the best. Coachella. So Coachella I mentioned earlier how it was pretty different back then than it is now. Obviously I haven't been since 2018 because we boycotted 2019 because of how annoying it was getting and then obviously the pandemic happened and it was canceled for like two years. Um, but yeah it was the the time that you went was that 2018? It was 2017. 2017. Okay. 
that was like the first time for me where I started to notice a huge shift in like the way that things were done because I started social media so long ago that when I the first year that I went to Coachella it was literally we were there for the music and we were there for the festival every year that went on it was more and more of like a show of people would go just to take photos at Coachella and just leave they wouldn't even stay to watch any band so it was like so weird for me to be in that situation where it's like these people are getting paid literally paid to go to Coachella to take a photo and like not even appreciate it like it just seemed so not genuine and I was thinking in my head why aren't these brands flying out people that are actually interested in going to this event and so that they can actually enjoy it yeah I actually really did not like Coachella like I it was like one of the one of the trips that I went on that I was really like I'm never doing Coachella again yeah it wasn't uh that was and I stayed I listened to like the bands play and like all the different artists and stuff and like I really I had a lot of fun in that part of it the influencer side of it you didn't but the influencer side of it I hated and like there was like a brand party that we went to and there was like a few celebrities there actually I got to meet um Alessandra Ambrosio the Victoria's Secret model I think the only person that I really kind of freaked out over was um I always forget his last name but it's the guy who plays Malfoy Draco I can't believe you met you met him. No, I didn't meet him. him. He was sitting right next to me. Oh my god! At this event that I was at, and I was like, and you were a huge Harry Potter. I was too shy to say hi. Like I could have totally introduced myself and been like, hi, like what I did with Bradley Cooper, but I just couldn't do it because I was way too shy. Yeah. But I was sitting there, and I was in my head. I was like, trying to smell him. Like, oh my god! (laughs) I was like, what does he smell like? Oh my god, Harry Potter! Like I was just freaking out. So now let's move on to brand deals. I wrote worst and best brand deals. So I had this brand reach out to me and uh, they basically like they wanted to get like my rates and everything. And they're like a pretty big popular brand. And they we basically I signed a contract with them and everything. And it was like, okay, this is how many posts you need. Uh, This is how many stories and we're going to pay you this much like three months after everything goes live kind of thing. And they just never paid me and they ghosted me. <gasps> and I was like contacting them like every single day and they just like never responded. Well, and that's legal. Dude. You can like bring them to court. I wanted to bring them to court, but then I was like, is it even worth it? Like this brand is so big. They have the money to actually like win and like for me to bring them to court. It's like I would be spending more money bringing them to court. I just it wasn't even worth it for me oh, to bring them to so court. It's so annoying that brands do that. I know like they fully just ghosted me and like I liked this brand like their their stuff was actually nice and I was so excited to collaborate with them and I was like why like what? And they I still remember, to this day haven't paid you? No. I feel like I should look over that contract and if there's nothing that can get you in trouble we're talking about it you should definitely say what the brand is. Yeah. To tell people that they completely took advantage of you because I feel like that's something that I would want to know if a brand did that to an influencer I would not pay money for that brand anymore. Yeah. Like I wouldn't go shop there. If, yeah. If I knew a company was doing that to people. Okay so let's look at the contract maybe we could do that after. Yeah because I just think that's like really really horrible like of a company to do that like I just think of myself if I owned a brand and I was trying to get exposure and trying to get people to promote it like you're not gonna just put your brand on a billboard and not pay for that billboard yeah you're not gonna like try to get 
people to make a commercial without paying for it. Like influencers are the same thing. Like you have to pay. Yeah. It's, it's advertising. Yeah. And there was a contract and everything. And I remember dad like tried calling them and they answered when dad called and he was like pretending to be like my lawyer and like started like ripping the guy a new one. And the guy just like didn't care and like hung up. Oh my God. This is really bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I never had anything like that happen to me. Like, I feel like that's really bad. Um, for myself, it's just been like a brand that I have worked with in the past that like didn't have the best reputation, but I was like super new to influencing and they were like, Hey, try this thing out. And like, if you like it, you can promote about promote it and I'll pay you like the X amount of money. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I did it. And then I was like, and then I got all this backlash and I was kind of like, okay, this is a learning experience for me. You know, like Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't be promoting this but like at the same time not that it's an excuse but I was literally like my first one of my first contracted deals so I had nothing to base it off of I didn't know about influencing like nowadays you can kind of pick and choose who you're working with but back then there weren't like most brands didn't even pay back then yeah so I and then what was it best yeah experience um Okay, so I think for me, the I have a few because there's a few brands like I absolutely loved working with. But I think honestly, like I always rave about them, but like La Roche Posay just like taught me so much about like how important it is to take care of your skin and also just about like skin cancer in general. Um, so that was like a really awesome brand to work with because we would do conferences, like I would go and like learn about their products online and it was at the beginning it was during covid so i like just learned so much and i really really enjoyed it so like to me that's like something that i think is a positive that brands do like for example i have this other brand deal that i'm going to be doing soon and it's not just like i got a brief i got a contract i signed it i sent it back whatever it was like the company wanted to hop on a call with me and go over the brief and face-to-face talk about their product and talk about why it started and why they're passionate about it and like to me that's like so nice when brands do that because they're putting in the effort to like a get to know you get to be more personable and so then I'm like extra excited to talk about this brand because I feel so passionate like they do because of how they explained it you know yeah so I really appreciate when brands do things like that yeah um I did it actually Colgate. I did a, a whole um, sponsorship with them summer of 2021 and they were like that as well. Like I yeah. had a really good experience with Colgate. Um, but I have a few favorite brands that I work with. Two of them are smaller businesses in Quebec and one is like a bigger brand, but I genuinely love all of their products. So the first one is Tatiana Rose Swimwear. Mm-hmm. I've collabed with her twice. She's, I think, Montreal-based, if not Quebec-based. It's a small business, and she sells very, like, simple um, clothing outfits. She also has, like, some bikinis, and I just really genuinely like her stuff. It's very neutral, can't go wrong, comfortable. Mm-hmm. I wear her stuff all the time. Um, and then I really like Nuda Canada, like okay. the self-tanning company. They're like cruelty free, like the, the products, like the ingredients that they put in their products are actually good for you. It's a Quebec, uh, owned business, like a woman owned business too. So is Tatiana Rose Swimwear. And then the next thing is how to decide which brands to work with and how to connect with brands. So if you are new to influencing, the best piece of advice is to actually purchase from the brands themselves and create content with them first like if you're very new to influencing just to show 
what you can do to start a niche, to start to to show brands what what the content looks like, you know? Because if you have nothing to back up and you're just like, oh, like I just want to work with you, I don't know. I always try to think in the perspective of the brand. So if like someone is reaching out to me and then I was looking at their, let's say, accounts. You want to see that like the brand aligns with the influencer. So like what the influencer kind of stands for, what's their niche, what are they posting, um, how is their personality online, do they have like an authentic like a audience an audience um and it's also really good to have like a media kit or like a mood board kind of thing so that when you pitch yourself to them they can like open up this link or document that you attach and like they could see all of your insights so you don't always have to go and like screenshot every single time um it shows like the pictures of things that you post Mm -hmm. the different categories of things that you talk about um just who you are as a person yeah and you could even like reach out to these brands through DM um, and just basically say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Uh, I'm based in this city. This is like my following. Um, I would absolutely love to collaborate with you. I love your brand and everything you stand for. If this would be of interest to you, like let me know and we can talk further about it kind of thing. Yeah, honestly, like just pitching yourself, like you just fake it till you make it honestly like yeah you just... exactly and do research on the brands yeah. too prior because like even for me I've had experiences in the past where I had a brand reach out to me that I I already liked I just didn't know much about that brand um and I've like done a collaboration with them and it's it's gone backlash because there was things about the brand that I just didn't know about because I didn't do enough research yeah. uh now I'm a lot pickier with brands that I collaborate with yeah it's it's tough too because like I'll give you a quick example. There's this one company that wants to work with Kyla and I, and like we're so open to working with this company because it aligns really well with just us and like our friends and everything. But it's a bit of a taboo subject. So it like kind of makes us hesitant because we're like, we don't know how our followers are going to react to something like that. I would this. be super comfortable talking about it on the podcast, but it was just like, if we don't get our own creative freedom on Instagram, that's where I'd be like, okay, maybe it's a little bit like I would never post about this or like take a selfie with the with it for Instagram kind of thing, you know? I think it's just trying to be trying to be smart about like this is our business. So we don't want to jeopardize what we have going on for like a paycheck, even if you really align with the brand. Do you know what I mean? Like, And we do align with the brand, actually, because I was looking. I actually did a lot of research on this brand and I really like what they do. I know. It's just it's more like you don't want to jeopardize that relationship with your audience. So it's it's a tricky situation to be in. It's not a horrible situation to be in. What you don't want to do is for example there have been companies that have reached out to me in the past that have offered so much money and I have said no because it's just not what I align with at all and not only would it hurt my brand it would just hurt my followers as well so I'm just like there is no way I think with this company though there's nothing taboo like it is taboo that's it just it is unfortunately not really though like with all like the women empowerment nowadays like I don't think it's taboo personally. Yeah, I just personally think it's not, but in I just think that it is. I just depends. That's what I'm saying is like Instagram could be shown as like a little bit taboo, but like if we talk about it on the podcast, 
I don't like you're hearing our like you if you're watching on YouTube you see us talking about it it's like you hear like how passionate we would be about it whereas like (laughs) through a photo you'll see it if we end up if we decide to do it for the podcast you will see the ad it's just one of those things that like you have to really stop and think about and sleep on it and be like is is this something we want to do because we genuinely agree with this brand you know but, but but see, that's also something we need to take into consideration is like, we agree with it and that's our brand. If we think it's fine, we should be allowed to talk about it. You have a point. You have a point. And I friend. really don't see there being any backlash. I really don't personally. Not here. Figure out how to reach out with brands. I think my best suggestion is to actually like promote those brands on your end. Like there are so many times where I've done, I hate to say you have to do free work, but it's almost like. When you're starting off working at a company somewhere, you always get the bottom of the barrel. You always have to work your way up. It's kind of the same thing with influencers too. Like the market is so saturated now. You want to stand out for these brands. You want to show how you're different. Show your personality. Show you also show this brand it. that that you already like purchase their products. Yeah, like you're on your own because you genuinely like. So that also yes, it's true. It it really it, it does helps. help. Because if I I know for myself, if I was a brand and I was looking, someone pitched themselves to me. I looked at their account. I liked what I saw. I saw they were already promoting it. I'd be like, heck yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, they've already promoted it. I'm not going to work with them because they're doing it for free like that. No, I'd be like, wow, this is a person who has a following who is growing. If a they're following. smart, right? Not every brand is super smart, but a lot of them are. Yeah. Especially nowadays, they're getting better. Yeah. All that to say, um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think that we do still have a lot to say when it comes to this kind of thing. I feel like we could also do a whole episode on like brand strategy and like that whole thing if that's interesting to you guys. Yeah, for sure. That would be interesting to me to talk about. Yeah, we can even maybe interview some people that are influencers. Like I think it would just be really fun. So enjoyed and if you want to give us a rating on apple Podcasts and spotify that would be much appreciated five stars <laughs> to help us <laughs> grow the podcast and if you want to watch us on youtube we're there at tell me sis podcast as well as tiktok and instagram and you can follow our personal pages as well which will be linked it's all linked somewhere. below awesome thank you guys so much for listening and we will speak to you in our next podcast like how do we end this we need to have like an outro peace out (laughs) y'all peace bye